welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerds, Matt O'Hara. Yo. And Michael Zimovich. Hello. And we are a day late after a Cavs victory, and that's all right because the Cavs won. A uh, true statement, man. Yeah. So here we are on a Thursday morning coming to you. Not live, but recorded. Tape delay. Uh, any any kind of delay is going to be better than last week's episode. Let me get that out of the way. We'll just apologize for that. Uh, I don't know what happened during the transfer over, but I know Benton's. Uh, I want to thank Benton for calling in, but that, that connection was really, really bad. Yeah, that was terrible. Um, yeah, our apologies. Uh, you know, I listened all the way through and I was proud of myself. I didn't make it because uh, I appreciated uh, my takes. Well, yeah, I mean, but I already heard my takes, so I didn't need to hear them again. I I appreciate Ben's takes for what I can make out. Yep. So Ben, I know you're listening. Thanks again. We'll make it work next time. To everybody that couldn't make it through, we apologize. Uh, this week we're going to get you all the way through. You know, the first two rounds, uh, you can go back and just you know listen to it if you can. Uh, one guy I do want to get a take on real quick from Mike is Philip Dorsett to the Colts. Does that change anything for your, your mind on Philip Dorsett at all? No, I just think like in real life, I think that's a good spot for him. Um, fantasy wise, I don't think it really changes too much for, for me. You know what I mean? Okay. I just don't see him as a, a like an impact wide receiver. I just think like, I think he'll, he'll probably be successful as a, um, you know, a guy that could maybe go deep for Andrew Luck. I mean, that's about really it. I I don't know. I I think I think he'll fit in with he like say say for example using the Browns for example if the Browns used a first round pick on that on Philip Dorsett, he's expected to be the number one guy in the man. You know, right? But the Colts use him a number one pick. They have T Y Hilton, Andre Johnson, Dante Moncrief. So Philip Dorsett's fits in nice in that situation not expected to be the man and i think he'll he'll do well in real life there i think better than fantasy football You're right i agree i'm not i'm still not a huge i don't i don't fan. know that i would touch him before the second round to be honest yeah. no i you know in a dynasty I haven't seen no go, absolutely i haven't no, seen no, him go I mean, before either. that in any mock drafts right. or any drafts i mean i've done multiple rookie drafts already i've done um i'm in a startup draft right now uh so i haven't seen him go that high anywhere yet and i don't think he will again he's just somebody that you know dante man creeps bigger he's just as fast uh may not just as fast but he's extremely fast as well and you still got ty hill in there i'm just still not giving up on leaving but we covered that last week so today we're gonna get into rounds three through seven and who can help your dynasty team that was drafted in the three in rounds three through seven uh and our takes on some of these guys some guys we won't spend any time on some guys we will spend time on and uh also want to give a shout out to everybody. Our OSO draft was last Thursday. Right. Uh, that was the longest marathon draft I've ever conducted in my entire life. It was ridiculous. It was supposed long. to be three and a half hours. Yeah. yeah. And it, it was started at 30. 12 hours. I got off. I logged off with nine picks to go at 2.30 in the morning at the six hour mark. I tapped out. I know you did too. Right. I, I think I was the first one to tap out. Wasn't I out of the whole group? You, I had, the bed, you had the best tactic out of it spend all the money on the good players early and then get out and here i am trying to be smart with my money and meanwhile then you end up spending 
$10 million on D'Angelo Williams when you could have had Chris, Julio Jones. And Chris Ivory. <laughs> Chris Ivory. Because right. I needed another uh, running back. Uh, <laughs> if I could turn back time. Yeah. Hit a shot. But, but the, you know, that was kind of a, a bit of our own doing, too, because we did set the timer on that um, auction to the highest that we could possibly could, yes. right? So, Thinking we needed time. And right. we were all like, come on, let's make it go by quick. I mean, that was literally the first auction, I think, for all of us. I mean, I'm not sure if any of those other people have been in auctions, but um, yeah, it's fun. a sweet concept. It, it was. Just took it was, a long time yeah, to absolutely. draft. Yep. That, I, I, would, I would recommend not setting it to the highest uh, setting. Yeah, and definitely right. check it out, realitysportsonline.com. And yeah, uh, I thought it was. I thought the concept was pretty sweet. It just took a long time because we started it. We started at eight thirty. Yeah, we should have started at eight thirty in the morning. morning yeah, yeah, and we'd have finished by eight thirty at night. Right, and but, I but still, I would have wanted to hurt myself. I well, mean, like right. you can't you need to have like you know your wife or your girlfriend has to bring you food, <laughs> you know, and, uh, and and like a toilet, yeah, like well, like a bucket to poop and be right, in. Exactly, yeah, it's like one <laughs> of those kind of leave. Things. You know, yeah, it's, it is you look homeless by the end of the draft. Yeah, you really do. Oh yeah, so shout out to them, and uh, I am in right now in the midst of the dynasty nerds podcast listener league draft uh so shout out to all those guys i know you guys are all listening and uh the draft's underway and make me trades that uh i'll talk about on the podcast so just let me win the trade side and i'll i'll talk about it like i'm a winner (laughs) yeah (laughs) so typical rich already trying to angle for good uh, trades obviously yeah look at him and then uh i know and now i know i talked about before that we're gonna get another podcast listener league because we got a lot of feedback so uh, there will be news coming. So your forty, soon. your forty fifth league, forty fourth league. <laughs> okay, um, right. our our good friend Juan wanted to get a new league, so he he listens to podcasts. He said he's in for sure. So there's ten spots to give away, and uh, this one you will certainly be, can't trade with Juan. I feel like well, we'll let or the pod, I can't. He will we'll let not the trade pod, with me ever in any league. We'll let the podcast listeners find out about yeah. Juan. So if yeah. you want to join the uh, Dynasty Nerds Second Listener League, you can tweet at me. Nerd League. Hashtag Nerd League. Uh, $100 buy-in for this one plus a $6 MFL fee, so it'll be $106. We have 10 spots open. Uh, maybe somehow we'll get to 14 if there's enough people. But tweet at me, and uh, I'll get you in. So let's pick up uh, where we left off. Round three. Uh, this is where we're going to make our – this is where some of the guys we're going to start drafting in these later rounds. That's really going to define our dynasty team. Who's going to be the late-round gem? Who Who's going to be a guy here that we discuss that's going to turn into a solid contributor? Uh, in the third round, there's lots of prospects here that we're going to like, but as we get later in the rounds, we'll see those prospects start to dissipate. And the first guy on the list here, taking the first guy, offensive guy in the third round by the Raiders, is Clive Walford, tight end for um, from Miami, Mike School here. I like Clive Walford there. It's him and Amari Cooper. They're the offensive weapons. I think he lands in a great spot. I think he's going to have some really good production here. You know, the 6'4 Miami guy with good hands. does everything pretty well as a tight end. Mike, uh, you're going to be the number one guy to go to here. What are your thoughts on Clive Walford? I like. I think it's a really good spot. I think uh, I mean, it's great for Derek Carr to add, you know, two really good, reliable weapons. I, you know, uh, Amari Cooper and Clive Walford. I think that's that's great. Um, yeah, like you said, he's just a good all-around tight end. I mean, he does everything pretty well. Nothing like great. I mean, he's very reliable uh, pass catcher. Like I've said a, a few times, he kind of reminds me of Heath Miller. Um, and I, I think he'll be true to that form. I think he'll be somewhere, but you know, like consistent, like wide receiver or tight end eight, right, right around there. Right. I think. Like the, on, yeah, exactly. So pretty right. good, like kind of like under the radar. You don't really think about, but you could put in there with upside too. Of course, he could, su- right. he could surpass that as well. But yeah, depending on how good Derek Carr gets over time, you know, he's so there is a little bit higher upside based on 
how good the Raiders end up being. I kind of like what they're what they got going at the skill positions right now. You know, they're starting to starting to pe- they're starting to piece it together for right, sure. Right? Yeah. So that's what most bad teams do over a long period I, of time. That's what when you get fine, you get a quarterback that, that solves helps. everything yeah, else. Yeah, he looks like he's pretty good. So yeah, I, I like Clive. It, I mean, right now Clive would have like a late second round rookie draft grade. I mean, right there. for me, I I would say so. I mean, I've seen him all around on different. I've looked on a lot of rookie mocks, and you know, and I always just so happen to look for like Clive just to see where he's at because he's kind of just one of my I've personal favorites. It's kind of one of my personal favorites just from this year, you know, or whatever. And I've seen him anywhere from two and I've seen him actually in one I saw this morning, I saw him in four in the fourth round. I couldn't believe it. Oh, that's it. way too late. Way this, too late, right? right. I, I feel like with this rookie with this rookie draft this year, like there's like a big drop. Like right when you get to like the middle of the second round, it starts to like drop pretty drastically. And then once you get to the third round, it's it, like the bottom falls out almost. It's, yeah. it's, there's nobody there I really love. Uh, nobody I really like. I, I, the the top end of this draft, like the first round, maybe in the first 15 picks, right there, there's like a lot of guys I I like a lot, and then it just kind of slowly drops out because I don't love Philip Dorsett, you know, who's going mid second round, right? And a I mean, lot of yeah. these guys we're gonna talk about, like I'd feel much more comfortable getting a Clive Walford there. Yeah, I took him in the second round of our RSO league. I mean, I might have like jumped it, jumped the gun a little bit, but I kind of wanted him. You That's know? where so, I would take him. Yeah. I mean, again, we'll get through. We'll, we'll, mid, we'll go through mid, some of these guys. I was a mid second round. I wouldn't. I was gonna say, I, if it was middle of the second round and you need a tight end, I wouldn't. Like I wouldn't think that was a bad pick, right? And I mean, you know, that's I think I was like two six or two seven, and I and that's and I think that, like I that. think that's pretty close to good bet. I mean, yeah. that, that's like that's where if he went there, that's where I wouldn't start questioning. The only, like the two only, six. yeah, the only other like just since we're, since I brought that up, the only other I I kind of reached by like one or two. I might like I went picked him over Jai. I don't know how you guys have that rank, but that was one that just because I it's wanted because cla- you want him, yeah. yeah so it's a slight him, reach, so. but again, it's not like the. The it's they're so far apart where it's it's that big of a reach. You're not doing anything too crazy there. So um and there, and right now I feel like there's only three tight ends in this draft that you can really want to get anyways, and that's Tyler Croft, Max Williams, and Clive Walford. Yeah, Those I, are the only ones I even have interest in drafting whatsoever. So well, I mean, I I, I think there's probably another one that has been have some he's had some good reports come out lately, and it's the guy from uh, Minnesota, um, Mike Cole. Pruitt, I think is his name. Oh, and that's the one that uh like Norv Turner like basically got up on the table and, and said, Hey, take this guy. Right, right. Yeah, and yeah. Any any tight end that gets handpicked by Norv Turner, you have to have a slight bit of interest in. Okay. True. I still so like keep, Kyle So keep an eye out for that guy. I wasn't familiar with that, so did you guys go over this at all last week, or is it no. something new? No. So he's a f- he's would... a fifth round guy, so we'll probably talk to we'll talk about it a little yeah. bit okay. later. That, well, that report cool. just came out like yeah, today. Hear, yeah, I didn't about hear North Turner. Okay, I read that cool. today too. I, I got caught up on that too. I was like, oh wow, what is going on over here? And those are kind of little reports you want to keep your eye on, and that, and that's a big thing too. I mean, you want to keep your eye on training camp because there's gonna be some guys that that we don't even talk about undrafted guys that pop up on the radar here. There's gonna be guys that. You know, training camps, everything. I mean, you want to play close attention to that. Maybe there's a guy that wasn't drafted in your rookie draft that's all of a sudden doing really good in rookie OTAs. And you can go in there and swoop him up and add him to your roster. You know, you should do that and cut a guy that, you know, like Trent Richardson, who has no chance. So uh, definitely follow OTAs, definitely follow rookie camps, and, and like little tidbits like that as well. So Clive Walford, we all like him. Next guy here taking next selection was Tyler Lockett. I was a little surprised that Lockett went ahead of Jalen Strong in the draft. It caught me off guard i didn't right, think the wrist too. injury would really come out that far uh you know jalen strong we we're talking about being a personal possible first round nfl draft pick which obviously we were way off base but he slipped all the way to the third here but we talked about this before the draft i feel like it was before the draft that jalen strong could be a guy that slips because of the injury and he could have that keenan allen effect 
Yes. He slips. He slipped so, to the third round, right? Right. He, he they went back to back picks. It went Tyler Lockett, at five, uh, the fifth pick to the Seahawks, and then it went to uh, Jalen Strong to the Texans. So let's talk about Lockett first here. Okay. Uh, Lockett goes to the Seahawks. Like, you know, they already said they mostly drafted Lockett. They saw him as a returner. So again, Lockett to me, I liked what he did at Kansas State. I liked his tape. I like what he did there. But to me, he in a situation he is in. It's going to be one of those guys that falls in the category that helps his NFL team more than he's going to help your fantasy team. Well, uh, I think Seattle's a, a tough landing spot, really, for yeah. any pass catcher at this point. Um, but I think he does have some skills, and I and I mean, let's face it, their wide receiver depth chart is wide open as far it as it is I'm wide open. So you're kind of waiting, or at least I am kind of waiting for someone to go in and take the reins. Right. I mean, it's kind of um, you know really outside of. Um, Jimmy? Uh, Jimmy Graham, there, there's really, you know, it's 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 wide open. So I don't see um, Tyler Lockett being that guy. Yeah, I don't but, see him as Antonio Brown um, or something along those lines. I just don't. He was a good college player, though. So, and I, I like mean, I, I, I like his skill set. I like his tape, but I don't see that. I don't like from where he is with, like you said, with his placement with the Seahawks, and what I've read already about, like why they why they drafted him about him being a returner right that's what that's all i seem that's to all like, i've read about right him. that's and then that's coming from the seahawks you know? right you and usually a team will come out like hey we saw him we think he could be a quality receiver they're not even mentioning that they're just saying hey we saw this guy's an excellent returner he's gonna help the team that way special so to me this pushes him almost to the point where I, i'm not gonna take any shares of him in my rookie drafts it pushes him into like you know that third this is where i get to that like that third round category of the rookie draft where it's kind of like that drop off is like if I got Lockett I'm not excited you know what I mean I'm not and I'm just not coming away like last year's draft which is gonna be hard to compare any draft to which was so deep third round you're getting quality talent there you're getting all your starting quarterbacks there and now you're getting guys like Tyler Lockett who yeah he went the third round in the NFL draft but you know remember Paul Richardson went in the second round by the Seahawks in NFL draft and people probably reach for that because where he's drafted so again my take on Lockett is kind of no thanks. I, w- I wouldn't avoid him. I, I wouldn't mean, avoid him either. No, I mean, there's plenty of situations I would take him as, a, you know, just depending on how the draft came to me. But, I, like, he's not one of the guys I have, like, that I wouldn't take. I would take him over Phil, Phil Dursett. Yeah, like, I actually, oh, wow. I, I've... I flip I've flip flopped between those two guys a couple times on my rankings online. I've edited them three times. I've kept mm-hmm. going just depending on you know what I read or you know. But to me, I have them back to back. As of today, I got Philip Dorsett ahead of them wow. on one. So but... you get, do you guys have Lockett with the second round rookie grade then? Yeah. Okay. And borderline. Yeah, know, like because... border, definitely borderline. I have third. I'm a, like I said, I have them a third yeah. round grade. So to me, and it, and it's, it goes to prove my point where I have them, I won't get them because both of you guys have them as like a second round grade. So. It's, Right. And that's where I see him. I just see him in the third round grade. Something I'm not like overly interested in. Uh, moving on, next guy I'm really interested in is Jalen Strong with the Texans. What a great spot for Jalen Strong. His slipping helped out his fantasy value. They're gonna figure they're gonna figure that quarterback situ- situation out eventually. They'll probably end up drafting one. But in the meantime, he's he's offset of DeAndre Hopkins, and Jalen Strong is he's like he's like a great complement to DeAndre Hopkins. A big, sure-handed. Uh, Catches the ball great over the shoulder, over the shoulders. He's they're really good compliments. He could be that nice possession receiver to offset DeAndre Hopkins' explosiveness. So Jalen Strong to me locked into top six of the second round in my eyes. I really like him there. I think he has some really good potential to grow in Houston. There might be some growing pains there, mostly because of the quarterback situation. But at the same time, it's a good. He's he's in a really good spot. It, you couldn't have asked for 
too much of a better spot with everything going on with Jalen Strong. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if I, I mean, I like the landing spot, but yeah, I, I do think that the um, the quarterbacks will hold them back a little bit until they get that figured out. I mean, I would feel a lot better if I think Mallet won that job. I don't. I mean, I'm not sure if Hoyer's really very good for fantasy. He's, uh, the, wor- he's the worst third down quarterback in the NFL last year. Right. So I mean, uh, once they get that figured out, then then I think this guy's a limit for this guy. I think he's a good prospect. Yeah, I like. I was trying to uh, starting to say before, like. Um, he might have that Keenan Allen effect um, because not everybody's in your league probably is zoned in and listening to dynasty podcasts. Some guys are probably just, you know, in it and probably look at the draft. What happened in the draft? Some people, some people go right off draft order. Yeah, they probably do, you know? So, and that, that could be your gain, you know, like somebody that should, could, could and should probably be rated higher could be a steal. Um, later in the draft so or a little bit later in the draft kind of similar like i said to keenan allen he with third round guy should have been a was a mocked at a first round guy forever okay, you know? yeah, they, they really do fit in the same mold pretty closely here too and again jalen strong's one of the people i like this tape a lot i liked a lot of things he did uh i think he's a solid receiver you know not a future even with knuck there he's not gonna be a future wide receiver one and that's nice because he's not gonna be asked to do that whereas if the browns would have drafted him they'd have tried to groom him and be a number one so he could be a nice NFL wide receiver, you know, number two in the NFL, which can translate to him being a really nice wide receiver two for your fantasy roster. You know, maybe wide receiver two where he's like the 20th receiver, but still those receivers are really hard to come by. And a receiver that you can get in the high end of the second round, he's going to be pretty good value out of this draft class for what you're looking for. Jalen Strong's going to be really good value for where you get where you get him. To me, he has just as good a you know, chance as some of these guys are and go ahead of him. Uh, just not as high as the ceiling, but as for success. I mean, I think I think his floor is pretty low in Houston. I can get on board with that. Yep. Yeah, I agree with that. So next guy taken was uh, a nice pick here, uh, Tevin Coleman to the Falcons. What a you know another great landing spot here. He's definitely the you know he's definitely the juice to Devontae Freeman's shake. Oh. Uh, it, it's 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 a nice combo one two combo they have there, and he should fit Kyle Shanahan's scheme pretty well there as a one cut runner that loves to get upfield because that's what he's going to be used for. He's not going to be using the pound, uh, the passing game whatsoever. That's going to be Devonte Freeman's role, and Tevin Coleman's a very explosive running back. I mean, this guy has wheels, so if they can find him a lane, he can get upfield, and it would not surprise me if Tevin Coleman's going to start the year as a starting running back in Atlanta. Uh, really pushed himself up into the end of the first round of rookie drafts. I agree. Yeah. Um, that's where, that's probably where he's going to end up going right there at the end of the, you know, 10, 11, 12 picks, depending on who, who's, you know, who's picking, but great. Even pre-draft, we said he's like a great, like one cut runner. Cause he can turn on the jets and just, he'll, he'll burn, you know, 80 yarders. Yeah, and I, and I could is, totally see him doing that. This is what we talked about these running backs. How we like they're all so close. Like where they land is right. going to kind of determine something. And Tevin Coleman, my you know your thought process changes crazy. You know, one eighty now they lands in Atlanta. Yeah, because like for me, and where you're getting at this, I'm just going to butt in. But like I wasn't really big on Tevin Coleman, but I think for the one spot that he went to, like it's perfect. It's a perfect fit. Right. Absolutely. So I mean, in that, I mean, in that offensive scheme, he's going to be. In a dome. Perfect. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He's going to be a fantasy producer. He's going to be somebody that's going to be able to get out there. Uh, I mean, I'm going to produce. But he's going to be, now, but keep in mind with Tevin Coleman, he's going he's gonna to need to rely on some touchdowns here for fantasy points. He's not going to be a PPR guy. Uh, that's going to be Devontae Freeman's job here, too. And he's going to need some of those big runs to really start to produce. So we're even going to take him 
I don't ever see Tevin Coleman as a three down back, I guess is the best way to put it for me. Uh, can can you develop in that? I'm sure. I just don't see it happening that way. Uh, but he's a real solid, good running back here in a good spot. But again, I think early on, he's going to mostly rely on touchdowns. He's an explosive play waiting to happen. So, I, I mean, he'll rely on big plays and, and touchdowns. So that's going to be a bit unpredictable at times. Because, I mean, those are unpredictable plays. It's, so. it's almost like you used to think about, like, Alfred Morris, a player like that, how you get frustrated with him sometimes. You know, because if Al- Alfred Morris is one of those guys who, if he doesn't score a touchdown, you know, he'll have 90 yards in a game, but then he's That's like, nine like, points. Yeah. yeah, it's nine right. points. You're like, ah, oh, man. I mean, and I, 90 yards rushing is a good game in, yeah. like, real life. And Alfred Morris but... is a really good running You know, yeah, and that's the thing. He's a good back, but it's kind of – and, again, those running backs are still nice to have because, you know, somebody that's consistent. Like, I'd much rather have a guy that gives me nine points every single week, week in and week out. Right. But, um, again, I mean, Tevin Coleman's explosive, but I wouldn't go in there thinking, oh, I got running back one numbers. I just don't think that it's coming on the horizon. Now, he could prove me wrong, but I'm with Mike. Like, I wasn't, like, overly in love with Tevin Coleman beforehand. I'm just more in love with him now that he's with the Falcons. Definitely a good spot, man. Yeah, very good spot. Uh, next guy taken here, uh, we don't spend a lot of time on, Garrett Grayson. Uh, kind of a surprise picker, the third quarterback off the board to the Saints. Really good landing spot. If you're a Drew Brees owner like I am, he's somebody I'm probably target. Probably like the fourth round. I was going to say third or like yeah. late third, early fourth. Is yeah, because nobody else is probably going to take him unless a Drew Brees, owner, Drew Brees really owner really has him. A lot of people don't have yeah. room on their roster for a guy like that anyway. So I'll take a flyer on him personally because I own Drew Brees. Uh, if he pans out, he pans out. Being, being a third quarterback taken, that, that, that's a statement in itself. Right. So uh, moving on to Chris Conley. The Chiefs took this guy, the the burner, out of Georgia, 6'2", 213. Uh, Again, uh, yeah, it's just horrible landing spot. Yeah. I mean, Chris Conley does everything well that Alex Smith does poorly. Right, it's a terrible match. It's a horrible match. But I mean, hopefully they're you know planning for the future here a little bit. They brought in uh, you would Macklin, think. and then they draft this guy. Right? Yeah, you think they have to be planning for the future? Yeah, Conley's going to be something to be patient with because I like I like him overall as a player. Um, he does a lot of things well. He catches the ball very well. He's very fast. Uh, he can again, jump out of the friggin' gym. Yes, and it's just what he does. Is, Alex Smith is not going to be able to hit the ball on the routes that he runs. Right. So Conley is going to be one of those guys that you're going to have to kind of wait on and let him kind of mature. Where yeah, Where are you rate. touching this guy in drafts? I can see him going anywhere from late second to high third. I think second's too early for me. Yeah, too early for me, too. I, I can think see somebody I'm, I'm talking reach like, on him. I'm talking like middle of third. Middle third for me. At yeah, the like earliest. Three, four on. Yeah, and I guess, yeah, I mean, I have to look at my rankings. I don't even have my rankings. I should have my rankings up here in front of me, see where I have these guys. Um, So let me get those up here, too. But for... Well, I do. Oh, where do I have them, Mike? You have them in... The, I think uh, you have them 28th. 28th? Yeah, yeah, so I have them late second. Oh, I lied. <laughs> you have 20, 27th. Late second. That's early, that's early third. That's early third, buddy. Yeah. I can do math. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, arithmetic was never my strong suit. So, <laughs> so yeah, so third round pick then, too. Yeah, I mean, that's that. I have to see everybody here. Now that I see everybody here ahead of them, yeah, I like a lot of these guys ahead of them. Like I said, Lockett, just the situation's just that bad for me. You know, if he would have went, so, went to Houston, I would have loved that way more. But, again, he's with the Chiefs. Anybody lands in that kind of spot is just, it's a, you know, it's like it's just like Devin Smith going to the Jets. Kind of like, oh, man, I like you, Devin Smith, but you're just in a bad spot. So Chris Conley, third-round grade, mid, mid early to th- late third-round grade. These guys say as high as the fourth. But, but 
but ba- based off of like what, like since you were just brought up Devin Smith real quick and same with Chris Conley, you have to think both those teams might be thinking about quarterback. In you 2015, know, it's a deeper cl- the, the next year's class is going to be a lot deeper than it was this year. Right, and, and it is dynasty, so you can't be thinking for one year only. You know what I'm saying? You you would have to think the Chiefs and really the Jets have got to be addressing that quarterback situation after this season. So, but, uh, If you go to DynastyNerds.com and you click on our Chiefs, rookie rankings, but, which we update on, on a weekly uh, basis here. I know Tim texted me this morning that he said he updated his. You can see why we have some of these other guys ahead of them. You know, the Devin Smith, Clive Walford, David Cobbs, Justin Hardy, uh, Marcus Mario. So th- it's not like Chris Conley's just down here just on the Chiefs because on the Chiefs alone, it's kind of just better talent overall. I, well yeah, I totally. I mean, I, yeah, better better production in college, too. I mean, the guy didn't do anything in college. He's just kind of one of those guys that showed up during the combine. So, I mean, I don't, I don't push those guys up too high. No, again, and again, this, and this is where we emphasize don't let the NFL draft dictate your – dynasty rookie board do not let that happen that's really that's a really important tip there uh so moving on duke johnson to the browns mike um i mean i like it for the browns i don't know if that's like an ideal spot for them you know crowded backfield now man crowded backfield i you know made my my hot take of the day is i don't really i don't really like terrence west so i think like i think the one-two punch is going to be crowell and duke johnson you know out of out of Cleveland here, the, the scoop is the they want to run a lot more screens this year, a yeah. lot more screens, and that's what they're going to use him for. So he's going to be heavily targeted in the passing game. He's going to be a third down back. He, which uh, is yeah. gonna, behind that, that offensive disa- line, that's kind of disappointing though. If that's what it really is, if he's just going to be a third down back, like a change of pace back, I, I did. It sucks for him. I mean, it's cool for us being Browns fans because he's one of those exciting guys that could score every time he touches the ball. At least make it look nice. Do you think you know. Duke Johnson could be a three down back in the NFL? Uh, I don't know. I honestly use one of those like I. You could see it going either way. I could see it going either way because he really surprised me this year. Duke Johnson going into the season, I always thought was one of those guys that was going to leave early, like before the season started. I'm like, he's going to leave early, but no way should he leave early. And man, he just had a hell of a season where I was like, wow, he's all right. He's real deal. But I, I do. I could see it going either way, and it just. You know, for fantasy purposes, slightly disappointing that he went to the Browns. Well, at the same time, though, you're you're talking about a team that's going to run the ball a lot, that has a murky quarterback situation with murky receivers, behind one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. Uh, They just took another offensive lineman in the first round again this year. So that gives them four potential pro bowlers on the offensive line. Uh, on a team that wants Homer to run the ball. Salas, wow, listen to him. Yeah, Homer. Homer. Just put, Homer, him, in, put we, him in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Joel Petonio is, uh, you know, is considered as a... Is uh, the best ever. Guard, one of the best guards come out last year. You have yeah. Alex Mack as a pro bowler, and Joe Thomas is a, a perennial, you know, Hall pro bowler, Famer, all yeah. pro. Yeah. So it, it's it's not Homer. It's just a fact. You can ask people in the NFL. Okay. The NFL Browns have one of the best offensive lines in the NFL. Okay. Uh, you know, we have one of the, we suck everywhere else, though. So, on offense, which means we're going to run the ball a lot. And them taking him in the third round is kind of a statement that he's going to be used. He's going well, to be targeted in the passing game. And if you have a PPR, if you're in a PPR league, Duke Johnson might be able to help you year one. Okay. I no, I, I agree. I think they're going to use him. I really do. I think they're going to use him a lot. I just, I, just the Browns have just a very, like, I don't know non-scoring offense, non-productive offense. So it's just slightly, in my mind, is slightly disappointing. Like, I, I wish most, he would have went somewhere cooler, like 
New Orleans or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and it's just one of those things where I think where it comes in effect where it kind of hurts is because, like you guys said, it's just murky. You know, you have three guys there. Two guys are really young, Isaiah Carell and Terrence West. Uh, Terrence West is somebody they traded up for into the third round last year. Who is getting the carries? So you taking Duke Johnson is almost you betting on Duke Johnson's going to come out on top there, and he's going to come away with some um, production. And Duke Johnson right now is going high second round of rookie drafts. It's, it's not going to be. I mean, like in theory, those guys aren't like overly talented where I, where they can't be beaten out. I mean, they obviously took a running back for a reason. And in my opinion, it's because from watching the games, I think Terrence West stinks. Terrence okay. West dances too much and he stinks. And yes. the coaches don't like him. And they don't like him. <laughs> He's got an attitude. And when they drafted Duke Johnson, he was on Twitter pouting. You know, and then the next day, like, try to make and try to make up for it. Duke was Duke was pouting about it. No, No, Terrence Terrence West. Oh, Terrence West was. Oh, he was pouting on Twitter. Yeah, Yeah. and it's it. I think to me was a clear statement to him. I I mean, I honestly, I think the one-two punch is going to be is Crowell and Duke Johnson. But I mean, I really think. But either way, either way, beat them all out. If if they went that route, I don't think they are. I think it's going to. You know, I think that's a good way to look at it. That's where it's at. I mean, it's either going to be Terrence West and Duke Johnson or Isaiah Carell and Duke Johnson. Right. Or it's going to be Duke Johnson and one of those two, and Duke Johnson's the starter. So either way, it, you're getting good. You know, you're getting production out of your pick of Duke Johnson here in the high second round. It's a good. It's a good pick if you want to run him back. Uh, I I like Duke Johnson in Cleveland. I think he has a chance to beat out both those guys. Oh, I I think he could too. I mean, really. And at worst case, he's still like a PPR guy that's going to be able to help your team, kind of like the Chris Ivories and you know the CJ Spillers. So moving on, guys. Moving enough, on, yeah. Enough, enough of the Browns, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Tyler Croft. That, that got Bengals. heated there for a second. All right, let's, oh, let's, yeah. let's, don't let's talk Browns gets heated. Don't man. talk smack about yeah. my Browns, yeah. man. Jeez, I, I did this stuff personal. Uh, Tyler Croft for the Bengals. The Bengals came out and said Tyler Croft was their number one over t- overall tight end on their board. Uh, when they selected him. And there's a lot of praise coming on the 6'5", 246 tight end out of Rutgers here. Uh, he's a guy that is in a good spot. He's going to a really explosive offense. Andy Dalton's got and got a deep arm. And they still have not. They took Tyler Efert in the first round um, a few years back. Jermaine Gresham is a free agent now. And he's going to go somewhere where they, they like, they, they've been looking for a tight end to use and utilize. And, you know, Jermaine Gresham was utilized often. He just couldn't catch the ball. Right. Tyler Efert's been hurt. So Tyler Croft is a nice guy to sneak his head in here as a could be end up being the number one tight end out of this class that you wouldn't even think about because right now he's going in the third round of your rookie drafts. Yep, I definitely think he's a value where he's getting picked, and he's been my third tight end since you know before the draft happened. Nice. Yeah, as I say, you got him ranked the highest, and have had him ranked the highest. So. Right. I, I mean, he's got a lot of athletic ability, man, and for a big guy, and he catches the ball well. I mean, he's got all the tools, so. I'm just, you know, curious to see him. There's just not enough balls, I don't think, to go around. You know, a lot of balls. <laughs> you know, I mean, but, but like in all honesty, I mean, between Jeremy Hill, Gio, and then A.J. Green. Marvin and, Jones, Muhammad Sanu. Right. And if, you know, depending on what's up with Efer, you know, if he comes back. So it's just like, it's a very crowd for fantasy purposes. It's kind of. Is there going to be production there? I mean, like he might end up being like Cream good. Rises top. I think I, I know that's. I think that's at least true. for what he that's does, true. what the Bengals want to do, like I think he, whoever it is, either Eifert or him, can end up being the number two option in the receiving game. For what the, I think, for what I've watched over the Bengals, and I've seen a lot of Bengal ga- Bengals games over in my life here, I just feel like 
from what I see now, what they're trying to do is they want to kind of utilize that tight end more, and they're looking for that, you know, in-line tight end that's going to get open in the middle right there and get some quick 5-yard, 10-yard passes here that Andy Dalton can kind of utilize. And, again, I still like Eifert. I do. I like him a lot. But, I mean, yeah, me too. He's just, taking him here, is, it's, a, it's a sign. He's just injured all the time. I mean, he's right. been injured since he got there. So yeah, if you're that, not on the field, you can't help the team. Exactly. That's why they – I mean, they, they kind of went a little bit lower risk here in the third round, but – the third round is still a pretty good pick to be, you know, picking at the same position as a guy from, you know, two years ago. No, absolutely. So, they, I mean, I, I, I agree with you. I think they're, it's kind of sending a message kind of, and they're covering their butts at the same time. If for a guy, you're, again, this is a guy you're going to take in the third round. You're going to get, he's one of those guys that you're going to get really good value on. He's somebody there that I have a three, six in the league. If he's there, I'd be ecstatic if I got him. I agree. You know, I mean, yeah. I, I'm really happy coming away with him where, and definitely with a guy like I have Gronk in that league. So somebody I don't even have to really rely on altogether. Somebody that was some good upside. So Mitch. Tyler Croft, yep. he, he's a good, if you're unsure about somebody, just take the tight end, man. Take Tyler Croft. It's a good pick. Uh, moving on here to the next guy taken right after Tyler Croft, David Johnson, selected by the Cardinals. And, again, somebody that can kind of offset Andre Ellington. Andre Ellington, yeah. Uh, the only thing that worries about, like, David Johnson, like, what he does well, like he doesn't run well between the tackles. I was gonna, I was just about to say he's a big back that doesn't play big, so I'm no. not sure how much of a help he's gonna be. It's in. weird because he catches the ball really. Like right. he does, like he does like a, everything Andre Ellington does well. Also, like yeah. they do the same things, but he's just bigger. He's just bigger, right? Which is yeah, it's it, it, it's kind of like a confusing pick to me. Like it's kind of like you think you they would offset him with more like. I don't know. Like, Maybe this is one of those things that I mean we don't know what they were coaching him, you know, to do there in the college level and is and he has the ability to do something else like the bruce arian sees that they, yeah that's what i'm saying yeah. yeah like maybe bruce arian sees something a little bit different and then he thinks he can get something else out of him yeah third pick for a running back in the nfl nowadays is you know they plan on using you that's a right that's a high pick for a running back but so it, but for based off of how people were down on andre ellington and you know rightfully so to a point and i don't think they went and drafted someone to replace him no this no, is, no, anything, no not at all I if think anything like you're an ellington owner you're ecstatic yeah right like exactly. you're very happy because yes. ellington would now all signs point week one andre ellington's a starter running back in arizona absolutely so i mean unless something crazy happens you know yeah. but I mean, yeah because i don't see you know i don't see that as a, a replacement type second thing. round pick for david johnson yeah late second yeah mid to late second i mean obviously ellington will have durability issues and, they're, and what they're probably going to do is probably run the same offense and utilize Ellington and David Johnson the same way and just have, you know, just take lighten the load on Ellington, which is what they wanted to do. But we assume they would lighten the load uh, with a bruiser. Right. And they just went that way. Because everything I saw on tape on David Johnson was like, you try to rush him out the middle and he's just going down. And he, But he's big. He's 225 pounds. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a big guy. So, uh, who knows? So David Johnson, second round pick. Uh, spot's not ideal. But it could for him, though, it could be way worse it, it, for him. It's actually a good spot for him to land. And definitely I, being behind Andre Ellington, fitting right into an offense. If something happens to Ellington, he's going to slip right in there and produce. So Sammy Coates went after David Johnson to the Steelers. It's weird because Sammy Coates is right into the same kind of category as Martavis Bryant was this time last year, a big, fast, tall receiver. Uh, I mean, he's not the tallest guy, six one, but still a big, fast, tall receiver that has catch issues. Right. So yeah, but Sammy Coates had has a way higher ceiling than Bryant was. Kind of like an unknown. I Sammy pre- Coates is like 
you know, could have potentially been like somebody's number one guy at one point. I feel you the know, same way. You know? I feel like we talked Martavis Bryant up pretty well last year compared well, to what we talked about uh, Sammy Coates. I mean, we, I remember specifically well, talking about Martavis Bryant being in the shadows at Clemson behind, uh, you know, Sammy DeAndre Watkins. Hopkins and Sandy and uh, yeah. Sammy Watkins and Sammy Coates. And we've kind of been up and down on. We've said the ceiling's really high on him. And the floor is obviously the bottom because of his catching issues. But at the same time, he's going to a situation where I thought Mar- I thought Martavis Bryant showed enough where he should start this year. Well, then they draft a guy in the third round the next year. So, yeah, I mean, who well, knows? I mean, it wouldn't, uh, it, for as much as, you know, I like Martavius Bryant and stuff, I mean, Sam Coates plays to how good he could be. I wouldn't shock me if he at some point he was he was the number two. Right. No, it wouldn't shock. Yeah, or they I might just they might me. just be planning for Antonio Brown's exit, like they right. always and do. Yeah, they, they know they're one Down step the ahead of the game. Yeah. You know what I mean? So um, I mean, basically, what it boils down to Sammy Coates is like a long term kind of investment. But him going to Steelers hurts obviously hurts his dynasty stock. Just you his know, initial say, draft stock. Yeah, it, right. Because you can have because he's going to be probably start off as like at best the three. You know, can he overtake Wheaton? Yeah, that's you know? a big thing. Can he Let, overtake Marcus Wheaton? Let's put it this way. I mean, but if I don't like if, Wheaton. if he got drafted by the Browns in the third round, we'd be thinking, oh my god, we he's got our, our we got our number one. one. We exactly. got our number one. There. Yeah, yeah totally, that's how the, I mean, that's where the draft can kind of dictate that. I mean, there's a lot of spots. If you would have went to the Saints, you could have said something along those lines as well, like, oh, Sammy coached the Saints. I really. But you wouldn't have thought that about Marte. Brian, if the Browns drafted him last year, you wouldn't be like, oh, great, we got our number one. You'd be like, I think this guy could be pretty sweet. He's, you know, kind of an unknown, blah, right. blah, blah, you know, that. Line. I feel like the conversation was the same about Martavis Bryant last year. But you're right, because Coates going somewhere else, like, okay, this shows, that's where the scouts' eyes come in deeper than ours, saying, hey, this guy could be a number one receiver, because look where they took him, and look at the opportunity he is in there. And then maybe him going to Steelers shows exactly what he is. Somebody needs to be groomed, see what they have, and if he comes out on top, well, hey, he comes out on top, he's in a good situation with Ben Roethlisberger, Antonio Brown, and Le'Veon Bell. So where do you guys see him being taken right now? Sammy Coates. Uh, I think we're, we're pretty late, much all the way around third, the, right? right? Third round pick. I mean, I have yeah, him directly, have him I have him directly behind Chris Conley or we have a, overall rankings, I guess, not me. Uh, our our site's rankings has him right behind Chris Conley here. So we have him as wide receiver, rookie, rookie overall number 28. Yeah, and pretty so much everyone across 29. the board has him. 20, right 27, 28, 29. 29. Yeah, yeah, so we all see him pretty much the same here. Yep. Uh, next guy that was taken here, Jeff Hireman. Scratch him off your list. He's no longer draftable. Tore his ACL, first day of camp. You know, that stinks, but he has some injury issues at Ohio State. Uh, that was his big knock at Ohio State. He uh, is athletic, but he is done. He's out for the year. He should go undrafted in all dynasty rookie leagues. Yep. Uh, by the time he comes back, Peyton Manning will be gone probably. Yep. Exactly. So, totally he's agree. A, he was a one turn, like a one year guy, anyways, at best. You know, for see what you had. Right. Uh, next guy we have here is Ty Montgomery. Goes to the Packers. Ty Montgomery, somebody out of Stanford that I was kind of intrigued by a little bit coming out. Uh, goes to the Packers. Just adds another little, you know, Ted, Ted Thompson loves his wide receivers. Takes another one here in the third round. You, get, you know, he has to be, he has to compete with Jeff Janis. Uh, he still a guy has, they have Jared Aberdeas there. They still have Devontae Adams, the golden child in Dynasty here, who's ready to take that next step forward. And they just signed Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb to long-term contracts. Ty Montgomery's a shot in the dark here. I wouldn't take him before the fourth round. Uh, yeah. Maybe even fifth. Fourth, fifth round. Because yep. me, only because I think Devontae Adams is significantly better than Ty Montgomery. 
Yeah, he's just not going to get an opportunity. Yeah, so it all comes down to opportunity. Here. He's a, but he is on the Packers. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So it's a good it's enough worth, position to draft worth, him. Yeah. Like you, when you get to that spot, it's not. It, it's oh, it's that's worth a gamble. Right. Yeah, you but know you what need I mean? you need injury for him to have success. Like that's the only right. way yeah. he's going to have and success. I totally get it. But it's to me, I would rather like in in those like fourth whatever round you're deeming, you know, because we're all on the same ranking across the board with him. I would be much happier like seeing that on my board versus some other guys where I like, well, man, if things go the right way, he could be, he could be good. When you have Aaron Rodgers, I mean, hey, yeah, we I got him fourth. We got him right around the fourth round, grade, right. like high fourth round grade right here. I mean, he's yep. right in the category of the Bryce Petties. Uh, we have Tyler Croft too low. It's because of me. And uh, no, you have Tyler Croft too low. I got. Him I at, have Tyler. Croft I got him at thirty. Yeah, I got. Him, I got to adjust my rankings, but say, but that's where we have him right around there, like the Vince Maley's and Trey McBride guys. So, um, again, it's somebody who's worth taking the fourth round. To me, he's such a long shot. I understand. I understand your guys' takes of why you would take him. Um, I when I get to that point, I'm kind of looking for more upside than that. Then, because he's just somebody. By the time he does get his chance, I'll have already had to make the decision to put him on my active roster. And I just know he'll never make. I don't think he'll ever have enough time. By the time he gets his chance, he won't be even on my. He'll be a free agent. He'll be in the free agent pool. Yeah. Yep. So to me, it's almost in that point. It's almost worth a, a waste of a draft pick. You know what I mean? I want somebody that who can. If they're going to make it. I know right away. Now, will I keep my eye on Tom, Ty Montgomery? Yeah, but I keep my eye on everybody. Right. So for me, I'd rather let just let somebody else deal with them and let them waste their draft pick. And when they cut him in two years because they don't bring him on their active roster, then I strike. Yep, that's what watch. That's what watch lists are for. Yes, sir, because he'll have no production up until that point. Uh, so moving on here, to next guy taken, Matt Jones, running back, Florida. Kind of a surprise pick here to the Redskins. Maybe they're thinking ahead. Alfred Morris in a contract year. Uh, Matt Jones out of Florida. Their GM there just came out the other day and said they comped him a lot, and they emphasize this word a lot to Marshawn Lynch, who runs heavy and runs powerful here. So Matt Jones, an intriguing prospect here, third round pick to the Redskins. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm not one of those guys that really likes his game too much to begin with, so this is one of those picks where I'm going to go, eh, whatever, and not move him that much. Yeah, I have no interest in Matt Jones at all. Me neither. So I, have, I have him ranked the lowest I out of all of us. I just have no interest in him. So I, have, I, have, I have late interest in him in, like, the late third round. Only And now, again, if you're an Alfred Morris owner, you know, this is where you can start getting into the area, like, when you get in that, this year's draft of the third round, where you can start thinking about handcuffs. You know, guys like uh, Matt Jones here, if you're an Alfred Morris owner, like late third round, uh, mid third round, he might be worth a snag just because you have Alfred Morris and just to see if Alfred Morris, they get a shot. Because, again, they took him in the third round, so they think he's going to get a chance, to say the least. Again, I wasn't overly in love with this tape either, so I'm kind of in the same boat as you guys, kind of going, eh, you know, if I didn't have Alfred Morris, I'd have no interest whatsoever. And I don't, so I don't. Yeah, me neither. Well, we just spent 42 minutes on the third round. Yeah, it's, we're not going to get through all the way tonight. Oh, no. Oh, we're not. What are we going, RSO uh, draft style? <laughs> Make it a marathon. Move it along. Yeah. Hey, we'll, we'll get you with the commercial real quick. All right, do it. Brought to you by DynastyNerds.com. Uh, if you want to support the website, if you want to support DynastyNerds.com, you can do so by supporting the podcast by getting on DynastyNerds.com and buying a Dynasty Nerds t-shirt. Enhance that wardrobe. Sexify yourself a little bit more. Uh, they're awesome shirts. Get on there, DynastyNerds.com, or get on iTunes and rank us and review us. That's the easiest way to help out the podcast. It's free. Uh, it's just simply by getting on iTunes and give us a ranking uh, and let us know what you think of the podcast. The more rankings we get, the more audience we reach out there when people are looking to listen to 
dynasty fantasy football. But chicks don't dig you ranking us as much as you wearing our t-shirt. No, certainly not. <laughs> Just to throw that out yeah. there. And I've seen I've seen evidence on Twitter of this working. And me too. Yeah. So yeah, it, it's the best way to go. But rank our rank our podcast and tell your friends about the podcast in a dynasty nerds t-shirt. It's really the way to go. They're awesome shirts. Mike works out on them all the time. I do. Yeah. So moving on here. Next pick into the fourth round, Bryce Petty to the Jets. Yeah. Yeah. I, I kind of like it. I, I think mean, he's it's, a, it's, it's a not a bad spot for him. No, he's going to have a chance to play, and there's nothing else really that you could ask for. When right. when you get to that point, you got to look at your, look at the guys that are available and say, do these guys have a, 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 any chance to play? I really think Bryce Petty's going to have a chance to play. Will he be good? I don't know. I, you know. But if he is, then that's a steal. Now you're comparing him to you know, some of these other guys. I just... I think I would take him based off the fact that he has a chance to play. Well, I can still kind of see him as kind of uh, as like a, a Brandon Whedon. So, I, I mean, I and, just... and, and that's a fair enough assessment. But how many guys are you're talking about? Like, you know, in in the fourth round or wherever he's going to exactly. go. Exactly where he's going to go, it's going to be good value. If you right, if you get Bryce Payne in the fourth round because he has an opportunity to play. It's better than taking a guy that's never going to play and you just wasted a draft pick. At least you'll know. I would take him over Ty Montgomery, yes. Okay. So, Fair enough. Yeah. yeah, he's he's a late-round pick. Because I, wanna... I would take him over Ty Montgomery right. also. I don't want to spend a lot of time on Bryce Petty when we're running out of time here. Okay. If you want to take Bryce Petty, go ahead. But, again, I mean, by the time he gets... He's going to play this year. You think he's going to play this year? Yeah. Gino hater. Nah, Gino's average at best. At best. Yeah. Okay. He's got a lot to learn. I'm not sure he'll play this year, but he'll play. He's okay. got a lot to learn, man. He's got a lot to learn. Okay. I mean, remember, he only took like three snaps out of out, out, from behind huddle. Every snap he ever took was at a shotgun. Fair in enough. In a one-read offense but with a strong arm. the people in front of him aren't very good. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised he's out there hitting clay pigeons with his football. He probably oh, is. Brandon Whedon's style. Oh, my goodness. Good Lord. Oh, Lord, Lord, Lord. I mean, you're making it sound like I like Bryce. Like you I do love, like no, Bryce. No, I just Benny. like the fact that he has a chance to play. He's going to come and, here the ne- next week with a forever bracelet. Yeah, what's his sign? Bright. Pisces? He's probably is a Pisces. He's like, I don't know. <laughs> if he is, that's really <laughs> creepy. That would be super creep, man. You got that BP tattooed on your butt. <laughs> Jamison Crowder for the Redskins. Moving on. Jamison Crowder out of uh, Duke here. You know, five foot eight, 185 on the Redskins. Again, it's it's one of those situations. I, I wasn't really huge on Jamison Crowder and to begin with. I like Jamison Crowder. I like him too. Yeah. Uh, I don't know I, that the spot's awesome, but uh, Yeah, I don't know that the spot's awesome, but like it it was kind of it was kind of sweet if you if you had watched the NFL draft when well, I watched ESPN cover just because I like Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay. Well really I like Mel Kuyper. He's awesome. But anyway, so I was watching the ESPN coverage and when Jamison Crowder got picked, they were all just like they were dogging him kind of. Really? But fake, they're fake dog. There's, there's a guy that you see, he's too small, he's too, like, they're acting like yeah, the yeah, picks yeah. suck, yeah, you yeah. know? And then they just, then it was like the total Start 180. They're gushing. Like, but he's, he's awesome, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. And they're like, and, and they compared him a lot to uh, Julian Edelman. and you That's, know, what I, that's how I see him, for sure. Right, and so... I, I liked I just just seeing him, you know, over the last couple of years, I just think he's a hard worker, someone I would take. And based off those other guys on ESPN co-signing with what I saw from watching him play, I think he's worth taking him, you know, in third round, fourth round, whatever his grade is, you know. Yeah. I just think he's too small. 
to have success in the NFL. Just There's my own a lot personal of small opinion. wide receivers that have some success. Right. Yeah. He's he's like he's gonna be a slot receiver that right. and and given the right system, he'll catch a bunch he's of both. He's not a yeah. first round dynasty wide receiver, you know what I'm saying? I mean, so for what we're talking about, yeah, I think he's a good but not in a good situation being in Washington, but is RG three the long term? You know, we we don't know. So things he could can certainly change. be he could certainly be an Andrew Hawkins type or, or right. like the, He's the a least. Third, yeah, and I, I guess when I say something like that, like I don't like him. He's still a third round pick. But it, I mean, this goes back to the beginning of the show where it says like I don't. I guess for me personally, I'm gonna get a lot of this. I just don't really like a lot of people. This is draft. Like if I I'm I'm trying to trade my fifth, fourth, and stuff to get out of the third round, move up, and just get one more player and be comfortable there. I just feel like a lot. I think once we get like past this like third round. We're really talking about like a lot of guys here that aren't even going to make dynasty rosters in a couple of years. You know, what I mean, it's and now obviously we're going to be wrong about some of these guys. And there's but and there's some guys I do like here later. But I just feel like for me, that's where he kind of somewhat falls in the category for me. And I get your guys' point of how he can be a nice PPR machine. Again, I just kind of don't see it. Okay. But All right. Just me. Well, it's I, two to one. We two win. To one. I yeah. mean, I'll number yeah. on a lot of these guys. So, yeah. and that's fine. I just think it's again. I just think it's kind of like a weaker class at, this year after that. Well, you're um, you're. I, I just just I wouldn't shy listeners away from taking him no, in the and, third and, round. And, and that's where and that's where I think I should probably apologize to you because I think that's where I'm coming off is I'm kind of shying away from. Him. But I I too I have him as a high third round grade. So, out of the rest of the guys, yeah, he's somebody. Yes, you want to take. It's just I'm just I'm just guess I'm kind of low on him. That's just me. Uh, next guy, though, I'm not low on is Jeremy Langford for the Bears. Nah, I like Jeremy Langford. Yeah, me too. I'm all right on him. I like, like him coming out. I think he's in a good spot. I think he. Uh, I think he can learn some things from Matt Forte. And right. Forte is getting pretty old. So right. I mean, you know, is he the heir apparent to Forte? I, I don't know. Time. I mean, you know, how much gas is left in Forte's tank? I don't know. He could be one of those guys. That could go a couple more years, or he might hit the end of the road like all those other running backs do. Fall without off the cliff. You, without yep. yeah, fall off the cliff. I, I I think there's some similarities there. I I like Langford. I you know I just somebody that I I think he has a chance to be the the heir apparent. And we and talked about thus, a lot. I would take. I would not shy away from taking him. Yeah. I, I I would like to take that. Just kind of like. In the same realm of like you taking Niall Davis because you think like oh there's a real good chance he might be able to um, take over for Jamal Charles maybe not to that same extent but I, I like I like the comp there I like that Niall Davis kind of thing like you know using that Niall Davis comp kind of like Niall Davis goes significantly high in dynasty drafts just because of people think hey you know, he Jamal Charles is old right he went when now now Niall Davis has gone in there and proved that he can do it too yeah. But I don't see any reason. Like I like Jeremy Lang for tape. I'm with you, Mike. He's yeah. somebody that I liked uh, coming out. I wish, yeah. And then for somebody for him, his situation's not a bad situation. He's going no. behind an older running back here that they might be playing ahead for the future. And you know he might get some carries this year. And then we'll know this year if Jeremy Langford has a future. I think. I think he'll get enough carries this year to kind of show something. And if he looks well, just kind of like Nile Davis in those couple of opportunities that he got. Yeah. He might somebody that ended up being good value because uh, who they drafted uh, last year, name slipping my mind at running back from Arizona. It, um, uh, Carey, yeah, Kadeem Carey, and you just right away like you kind of just knew right, right, right from the start they had that that's not work. That's, that's not, not gonna it. work out, right? And or I, are you still you still holding out hope for Kadeem Carey? I, I don't think he played bad last year. Yeah, okay. That's he right, averaged he averaged Carey. almost yeah, almost five yards a carry. Yeah, okay. he, he didn't look bad. 
Okay. Yeah, I wasn't a big fan. He, of did, he started a little either. slow. He didn't. He didn't yeah, do well maybe, in the preseason. I think okay. you talked about it in a podcast yeah. too. Like people were like under talking. Uh, okay. Maybe that's my pre. Yeah, maybe that's my preconceived notion. Right. Like right from the. It's my first. It's my notion too. Is like he stinks. Your first impression, whatever that. Right. Slogan is, yeah, you made a bad your first chance to make a first impression or whatever that is, whatever. What uh, the hell are you trying to you say? You know, whatever there? that, you know that saying, I don't know that one, man. You only get one chance to make a first impression There you or go. Yeah. Now I know that Wait, one. You don't have the poster on your bedroom wall? <laughs> yeah, inspiration. <laughs> um, yeah, and, and, maybe, and maybe that's what I have going on in my mind about Kadeem Carey. But then also, then they backed it up by drafting Jeremy Langford. No, too, yeah, I mean, I agree. Saying? It's it, so. it's a whole new regime too. They might not like Kadeem Carey's skill set, you know. Right. So it, it's hard to it's hard to really say. But based on people answering me on Twitter, I know there's a lot of people that listen to us and follow on Twitter that are Chicago Bears fans. So I'd be interested to see what, what they think. Yeah. yeah, just out of curiosity, because you're always a little more tuned in the the local. You know what I mean? Oh, and they're the always more yeah. 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 So let me know what you think about Kadeem Carey and let yeah. Mike know too. Yeah. At Dynasty Nerd Mike, at Dynasty Matt, at Dynasty Rich. Yeah. Uh, love to hear the yeah, Jeremy Kadeem Carey or uh, Jeremy, Jeremy Langford. Langford. Yeah. Like let's set out. Yeah. Let's get that. Jeremy Langford or Kadeem Carey. I know I'm going with. Yeah, me too. Jeremy Langford. Yeah, me too. And I'm the opposite. I'll, That's go, fine. I'll go with the unknown versus what I've already seen. What do you think you've already seen? I think I saw. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, next selection here, Justin Hardy, the Falcons. Really like Justin Hardy coming out of East Carolina a lot. Yeah. Really like the spot. Yeah, definitely. With Carolina. Roddy White getting up there in age. I think Hardy's going to get some instant production on the slot. Uh, they let Harry Douglas walk in free agency. I think Harry Douglas is in a fantastic spot for him. Justin Hardy? Set. Justin Hardy, you mean? Who did I say? Harry, Harry Douglas. Douglas. Harry Douglas is in a terrible spot. He went to He's Tennessee. The worst I said I let Harry Douglas walk. Did I say Harry Douglas after that, too? Yeah. yeah. It's all good, man. Yeah. Let's continue. See what happens when we podcast on Thursdays? Yeah, we're all thrown oh, off, man. Oh, my Lord. Even though it's Wednesday. Right. Well, it's Wednesday. <laughs> totally thrown off. I was, out, I was out late for that Cavs game last night. Ended up at the casino afterwards, too, to get a little celebration going to on. Lose, to lose some money, give yeah. it to Dan Gilbert. Didn't yeah. lose money. Won $20. All right. All right. Good. Yeah. Hopefully. Up and down, up and down. Walked out. $20. Free parking. Uh, Good, but man. yeah, James Justin Hardy is somebody that catches the ball. He's just a really tough football player. Uh, won the walk, Mr. Walk On Year right. award. I can't remember the name of that award. Don't either. Yeah, I can't remember. We said it before, but he was the Walk On Player of the Year. Somebody that's just a really good football player, man. He just going to go out there and somebody tries really hard. It, it paid off for him because now he was a Walk On, and now he gets taken in the fourth round of the NFL draft to the Falcons with a you know a franchise quarterback, a superstar receiver. A good you know guy that watched as well as Julio and Roddy White because yep. I think he could translate off of what Roddy White does, and I think he's going to immediately get some action in the slot here. And remember, they don't have a tight end there anymore. Nope. So they're they they need that third receiver. So Justin Hardy can give you production, possibly this year. Right. Know? I like I like Justin Hardy. I think that's a perfect spot for him, or one of the you know ideal spots for him. Yeah, great spot for him. Somewhere he doesn't have to be the number one and could be that nice compliment receiver and be a and be a fantasy. F- Receiver, wide receiver three is like a nice kind of, and again, if he's somebody that you're going to get in the second, late, very late second, most likely third round of your rookie draft. I see him going right around like that three, one, uh, maybe like late, very late second. And it depends how much you like him and how late you have your draft and see what happens in training camp. But I think Justin Hardy is great value where you're going to get him. Uh, now, somebody that would never be a wide receiver one on your dynasty roster, but has a very solid chance to be a really consistent wide receiver three, and those are really good guys to have. You know, like those old school, like Brian Hartlines, guys like that that were yep. good for years that nobody ever talked about, that you could start for three to four years in your wide receiver three spot, 
put it in there and not worry about it. And a guy that you're going to get late in your rookie draft, that's that's tremendous value. Anybody you can get from the third round on that you can start on a weekly basis is stealing. You know what I mean? Totally agree, from, man. Nothing from the guys that are going to miss out on the first round of your, their rookie picks or the second round. So Justin Hardy, um, where he's going to go later just strictly on because his ceiling's not as high. But I think he's going to – I think I like his spot enough where I think his floor is going to be pretty good. I think he'd be – you know, somebody could fill in on bye weeks down the road as well. And I think he's I think he's only gonna get better as the years go along as well. Yeah, man. He I mean he has really refined route running skills. I, I think it's all gonna translate really well into the NFL. And you like it too, right, Mike? Yeah. Yeah. So Justin Hardy, he's so we're we're all thumbs up on him. So if you he might be somebody if you're at the late in the second round and you don't like anybody, he's somebody I'd I'd completely understand doing a little reach for as well. But so, not a reach around for yeah, you like reach around. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was going with. Yeah, no, just, yeah, get a nice little reach around over there. So moving on, now we had a little slew of a drop off here. Next tight end was taken was Bell Blake uh, to the 49ers. Blake, Blake Bell. Blake Bell. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's all right. I'm really out of it over here today, guys. Yeah, Dotson Rich. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, six foot six out of Oklahoma. Blake Bell. Converted tight or converted quarterback he, he started off his Oklahoma career as a quarterback so yep. he's had a late jump to this tight end game uh not a ton of production and he's a big time projection so yeah he's, he's a long shot late rookie pick yeah I was gonna say fifth he's one of those guys that you know you take him in the fifth round and you just throwing darts at the wall yeah I haven't like you know whatever yeah whatever if you right. miss out on him you're not bummed no I'm definitely not, not at all. disappointed another guy I take here uh I think has higher upside here that might be a nice late third round pick early fourth round pick uh Vince Maley the Browns uh again just mostly on here on opportunity talking about a big receiver not overly fast but he catches the ball pretty well uh he can make some acrobatic catches it's more about him he's just being an opportunity Cleveland has not drafted a receiver uh, for over two years, and they finally take one in Vince Maley here in the fourth round. And let's face it, they've got no size on their wide receiver core other than him, so he may just he may be de facto outside receiver. Right, I'm going to go with Matt on that one. Yeah, just, de facto. He's somebody that the opportunity is there, so for you to draft him is definitely worth the gamble on. Yep. Uh, his tape wasn't overly impressive, but he, he showed enough. Yeah, he was highly, I mean, he was productive. Though, he was definitely know? productive, yeah. man. He caught a ton of he, balls. Yeah, right. but he was targeted like 12 to 15 times a game. Right, yeah. he was their offense. Yeah, that he was, was heavily targeted. Just right. like how we talked you know, like Justin Hardy. Right. Uh, same thing. He was he was heavily targeted. He doesn't, he doesn't catch the ball as well as Justin Hardy. No. Justin, Justin Hardy, you yeah, know, doesn't drop not. anything. So, but definitely a good value here, like for taking like a fourth round, like somebody you're going to get in the fourth round. I would, yeah, I would, I would, I would probably take a stab at him in the third round. To be honest, okay. just just because of the opportunity. Nice. Uh, next guy here taken, Buck Allen, Javorius Allen to the Ravens, USC six foot, two twenty one. Yeah. yeah, nice, nice opportunity he has here, uh, going to the Ravens. They need a running back. They and... need they need a running back, and and you know what? I mean, Mark Trussman just got done having, uh, Forte catch a ton of balls, and that's really what Buck Allen does best. Um from his college days. So I could see him coming in and getting a ton of PPR points, to be honest. I think he does it. He does the pass catching thing is like the thing that he does well. So I, I could see him right in Mark yeah. Trussman's offense. That's what, I don't see him. He's not a between the tackles. Kind no, of a not, at, not at all. all. Nope. But he catches the ball extremely well and he's going with Mark Trussman. Yep. So maybe you can get kind of like a Matt Forte kind of, again, Rashad, uh, not Rashad Jens, but uh, Justin Forsett. He was the number eight overall fantasy running back last year. So, and he's no long-term answer, you know, he's not, there's no, yeah, there isn't a long-term answer until there is one. I'm going to like 
or take it, want to take a chance on it, you know, Ravens running back, you know, same kind of along the same lines of the reasoning behind taking Lorenzo Talafiero last year. There's no long-term answer in front of him. Yeah. So it's worth a gamble. Cause if you get the guy, then you just got to steal based off of, you know, what, what the draft grade is on him. So, yeah. So he's right now, you'd say a second round pick. In the in a rookie in the rookie draft, right around there, like late second uh, round. Yeah, end of the second round. Late. Yep. Yeah, because sure. opportunities there. Uh, he has a lot of things to work on during his game, but somebody that with good opportunity catches the ball really well, going to a really good offense that fits hit that could fit him really well at the same time. So yeah. Buck Allen, uh, a nice investment. And then after that, you got Mike Davis going to San Francisco. They they have Carlos Hyde there. He's you know he's the heir apparent, but you never know. Yeah, I'm, I'm not too excited about Mike Davis. I, I didn't really like him a ton pre-draft, and, and, and I don't like the landing spot. Yeah, I really don't like the landing spot. I always liked Mike Davis. I thought he was, you know, really good in college. But then you have to wonder why. He, he left school early because of family and financial uh, problems, you know. Like his mom, I think, was kicked out of her apartment or something like that, and he needed money to help her get a house. And so you wonder, like, what's the motivation for going out? Is it because he wants to? be in the NFL and be the best or is he just trying to make some money, you know, and is the landing spots no good. Yeah, so yeah. I, I don't know. I just all around. I mean, in, in theory though, I, I did like Mike Davis a lot in college. I just, I don't know. After seeing a few things, I don't know. I'm, I'm shying away. Yeah. So like late third round, right in that mix. Same. I mean, I still have him rated the highest out of everyone, but you know, that could be, fit. The, yeah, but he's a, he's a, pick, he's right? a, yeah, yeah a a, late, a late third round pick. And you probably. can kind of almost see where we're going with this. Like almost all these guys are third, fourth round, you know, it's kind of like mm-hmm. pick your flavor and right. it's, it's, gonna be, it's we'll, someone's going to hit. You yeah. Know, and we'll but. learn more as they, you know, the depth charts start to get finalized and see, I, I want to pretty much, I want to see a lot of these guys on the field. Uh, so let's cap out. The, let's finish out the fourth round here, and we'll get yeah. to DeAndre Smelter, and we'll we'll call it a day here. Okay. Everything runs longer than we think it will. So always. Uh, that gives us next week to cover. We'll, we won't even go through every pick. We'll just get a group of guys uh, that we'll we come, like. Yeah, we'll get a group of guys that we like. We'll cover that. We'll cover a couple other things too in the podcast. It just won't strictly be this rookie talk here. There's a couple other things we want to get into as well. We'll talk about the results of. Uh, you know, I have a we have the nerd listener league startup league. We'll go over some of that. Um, some rookie, you know, some rookie drafts. We'll cover about where people are going as well along those lines as well. Um, but last guy here, DeAndre Smelter to San Francisco, Georgia Tech, six two two twenty six, a nice big receiver for Colin Kaepernick to throw the ball. They just signed Torrey Smith. They got Michael Crabtree. No, they don't. They don't have Michael Crabtree anymore. I'm sorry, yeah, right. he went to Oakland. Uh, they don't have Michael Crabtree. They got Torrey Smith. So yeah, yep. opportunities there for DeAndre Smelter. Right. And it's just like, you just, uh, based off of where he played before, I mean, granted, Georgia Tech's put out some good wide receivers, Very you know? Good, yeah. yeah. But, you know, they passed like four times a game, like especially this past year. I mean, legitimately, they were like passing like five, four, five, six they got times a game. Triple man. option right, game yeah. going. Right. And so to me, it's like, eh, I don't know. I don't think he did enough for me to warrant taking in i don't really necessarily like the landing spot either if you know? i mean if you went off strictly off production then you wouldn't you would never oh, right. would have got like, yeah, well, absolutely you never would have yeah. got like any of the guys that were there before right. which it would have been a huge mistake but yeah I, I don't see like this guy doesn't have like the all-world talent that right. any of those guys do. but you could certainly see calvin johnson and demarius thomas right. like 
it completely like excelled. Absolutely. I don't know. Absolutely. Even Stephen Hill had better opportunity. Right. Out. Yeah. Exactly. I, was, I don't know. Smelter didn't like overly impress me. And no, I I totally agree. Yeah. I was just I was busting your chops. Yeah. No. I no. I hear you. So that's it. Those guys rounds three through four. Uh, we'll each have a list here next week of guys that we like uh, in the later rounds here. We'll cover those guys, and we'll do some rookie draft talk as well. And we'll do some rookie draft strategy and how to approach your rookie draft next week as well. So now that those are gearing up. So sounds like a jam-packed episode. Sounds like it's a jam-packed episode. Sounds like it's probably going to be two episodes. It definitely <laughs> is going to be two episodes. You know, I promise next week will be one episode. I promise you that. So uh, we covered more guys here, more rookies to get into, just our kind of instant react after the draft. Uh, in the meantime, if you have any questions, you can hit me up on Twitter at Dynasty Rich. I'm at Dynasty Matt. At Dynasty Nerd Mike. And remember, if you want to join the new listener league, uh, we are getting another one going by uh, popular demand. Tweet at me, at hashtag. I don't even remember what the hashtag was. Um, I believe it was... <laughs> Whatever I said earlier, that's a five. Somebody will remind me. Yeah, somebody, uh, somebody remind me. $100 buy-in, sure. uh, $6 MFL fee. It's a Dynasty League long-term play here, people. And make sure to go to DynastyNerds.com and buy a t-shirt, too. Nerd Turds 1. <laughs> Nerd Turds 1. Inside joke. Hashtag. Hashtag. <laughs> All, All right, right guys. guys. We'll talk. talk to you next week. Later. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insight. And follow us on Twitter at Dynasty Nerds.